0: Welcome to the archive section. These are some of the first shows that I ever did as a podcaster. And back then, I was so new. I just had a phone. I had zero idea what I was doing. But I decided to jump in with both feet, start my own podcast. And as you will see through this archive section, I start off a little rough. But as the episodes go on, you can tell... I started to get a little more confident, started to gain a footing, and it kind of is a really cool way for me to come back, listen to these episodes, just to see where it all started for me, and how I got better as I went along. So I decided, instead of deleting all these old episodes, why not put them in an archive section, so even you guys can check them out, and just, you know, have a great time listening to some of these older episodes, and... Don't forget, though, to start checking out the newer stuff that I'm posting, because I am going to be posting often, and I have some amazing guests that I interview in these upcoming shows. We talk about so many different important topics, so I hope that you check out uh, my channel often, because I will be uploading a lot of great stuff. So thank you guys for all your support, and please enjoy this archive section. welcome everybody it is episode four that's right episode four of i've been thinking didn't think we'd make it to episode four but we are here and i told you i'm going to be here every week doing a couple shows a week and hopefully i get a lot more listeners but i do got some good news because i actually did get four listeners on my last uh couple episodes four whole listeners that's three more than the last couple or the last first uh or actually that's probably three more than uh the first episode so i mean hey we're getting there four uh, view, uh four listeners last couple episodes i'm hoping that come on guys let's make it at least eight to ten listeners for this episode and every episode as long as i can build a couple of you cool listeners every episode it's going to make it worth my time And it's going to make it worth your time because it's going to make me want to do an even better job for you guys. I am here talking about things that I've been thinking about, things that are bothering me, and I want to share my thoughts with you. That's the whole point of this podcast because I know I'm not the only motherfucker out there feeling this way. I'm not the only one out there seeing things that are going on and shaking my head at times wondering what the hell is going on with this world. It's a crazy place. Crazy place. And sometimes just, it just it basically uh leaves me speechless. And I'm sure it does that with you guys cuz I like I said I, sometimes I don't even uh know what to say about certain things but before I get into today's topic I definitely definitely uh Had a great afternoon. Uh, Started my new vinyl collection, uh, which uh, is super fun. I basically grew up with vinyl and cassettes, cassette, you know, and then uh, finally went to CD. And like all, like a lot of idiots back in the day, as soon as CDs came out, I just totally went and gave away or sold all of my albums. At that time, I probably had over... Two or three hundred albums that I would. Oh, uh, it would break my heart now to fucking see, like, what some of these albums are worth that I gave away. I gave away so many first pressings and albums that are. I look at now what they're selling for, and it just makes me cry, but. I was in that whole CD craze, like everyone else, you know, not everybody, there was a few people that still kept their vinyl and knew not to swap it out, but me like an idiot, I was fucking balls deep and getting all my shit in CD form, which I did end up doing, Uh, got rid of all my albums, and kind of funny, because I kept all my cassettes, which makes no fucking sense to me. I got rid of my vinyl, but I kept my cassette. So I still have a lot of uh old heavy metal cassettes like Iron Maiden and Black Sabbath, Motley Crew, Metallica, Ozzy, you name it. I still have those cassettes and those are original. I bought those way back when I was like sixteen, fifteen years old, fourteen years old. I still got them. But today was a great afternoon because I actually went and uh to the to the secondhand record store today and like I said started my uh, vinyl collection a couple weeks ago I think I'm already up to about 30 albums which is amazing and got uh, two amazing albums today I actually had to break down and buy the new Metallica kill them all uh, not the new Metallica but their first album sorry I was a uh, I meant to say I bought it brand new but I was hoping I could get it in secondhand but the guy said it very rarely comes in and so I had to break down and buy Metallica, their first album, *Kill 'Em All*, brand new. But I did uh, get *Kiss Alive* in secondhand and in, uh, mint condition, which was super exciting to me. I couldn't believe it was there. I was—I—I I scooped that up so fast that the guy kind of jumped back, like, "Holy shit! Were you looking for that album?" But got that one, and I also got Alice Cooper. Which was the first Alice Cooper that I ever listened to. My brother brought it home. And it was Alice Cooper Flush the Fashion. Which I think came out. Don't quote me on this. Because I'm still learning all the dates again. But somewhere around 81 or 82. I think I could be way off. But I'm assuming it was around then. And I picked that one up secondhand, hand. Which, uh, oh my god. It brought back some memories from the past. I had to get it. And that's basically what I'm doing right now. Is... Trying to build the collection. Uh, the first albums I want to get are albums that I, I know I'm going to play the shit out of. And that bring back a lot of good memories. And bring back memories of when I was younger. And when I was... Uh, these albums are special to me. In one way or another. Metallica was the first... Uh, Kill Killem All was the first Metallica album I ever saw. And I thought the dudes on the back were so fucking ugly. I was like, I have to buy this album. They're just fucking hideous looking. Look at these guys. They gotta be they gotta be heavy. So I bought that. And I told you about Alice Cooper Flush the Fashion. My brother introduced me to that album and I played the shit out of my brother's album. I just love that album. For some reason. I don't think a lot of Alice Cooper fans are big on that album. I could be wrong, but I love that album. That's why I went and I had to buy it. I saw it in the secondhand bin and I grabbed it. Like, it was quick as hell. Along with the Kiss album, which was the first album by Kiss Live that I ever really heard and sat down with my friends. You know, we were just young and put them on our little record players and we played the shit out of that too. And that's just a staple in anybody's record collection. Like for live albums, you have to have Kiss alive. Like you just, you have to. So it was a great day, and I managed to actually the guy for me managed to uh, have uh, track down a copy of Black Sabbath Sabbath Bloody Sabbath, another staple you gotta have, another kick-ass fucking album. The one of the first few Black Sabbath albums that I got right into. You know, I was uh, the ones I remember that I stuck right out were Master of Reality, and then Paranoid, and then Sabbath Bloody Sabbath, and. I've got a few Black Sabbath. i got Mob Rules, which was one I found. And I'm going to have Sabbath Bloody Sabbath when I go and pick it up next week. And then I just got to find Paranoid. And I'll have that cinched up. And still on the hunt, though, for Iron Maiden vinyl. I definitely want to get the whole uh, Iron Maiden collection, even though there's a lot of the later Iron Maiden albums that I'm not very fond of. Uh, don't like half the songs on them. I mean, there's a couple little gems in their, each album. You know, it is Iron Maiden after all. But there's a lot of shit in the later years that I just don't care for much. I'm more of a definitely the first uh singer, Paul Diano. That was my dude, man. Like I remember, my brother went to the Killers concert here in town when it was in town. I'm so fucking jealous. I was too young to go. But he actually went to that concert here where we live, got the shirt, the original tour shirt, which he did give me as uh, I got a bit older. And I wore that fucking shirt till it basically rotted like it was rotting off of the fucking like there were so many holes in it that I just had to finally throw it out because I love that shirt. And it used to drive the teachers in public school fucking crazy when I come walking in with you know, anyone that knows what the killer uh, Iron Maiden killer is what the album cover looks like. Yeah, wear that into a Christian fucking public school back in the early 80s and see what that got you. So I wore the shit out of that. And that was great. I'm so jealous my brother got to see them live during that tour. I've never seen Iron Maiden live. I hope to see them if they come around this summer. Because I want to see them before they're not going to be touring anymore. And I got to see Judas Priest. And uh, for their new album, Firepower, I got to see them for that tour and uh it was amazing i mean rob Helfert, that man can fucking go man that man for his age in his 70s can still sing the shit out of those songs it was an amazing concert so that was my day today went and got myself some albums smoked a few joints hung out with a couple of good friends it was a beautiful warm day today as far as canada goes it was only like negative one. It was sunny as fuck, so you could stand outside with just your winter coat and a t-shirt on, and it was warm. It was awesome. Got to stand outside, talk to my friends today that I haven't seen much this winter. It was a great afternoon, but enough with that with my day. I know you guys are saying, Rick, what the fuck? If We, want, if we don't want to hear your podcast about what you fucking did for the day. Yeah, so you went and bought a couple albums. Yippee fucking skippy. I'm telling you, motherfuckers, if you're into music... Get rid of the CDs, get rid of the fucking, all of that shit that you get on, you know, downloading on your phone and that. You haven't lived and you don't got a real collection till you get some vinyl. Go back to your roots if you're my age. You won't regret it. Start buying your fucking records. Go and start collecting vinyl. You buy one or two from your, you know, when you were younger and it brings back memories, you're going to be hooked like I was. That's what I think about all the time now is what records am I going to get, you know, next time I go. And I suggest you start off with the ones that really hit you when you were younger. And that's where you start. At least for me. And then from there, I know it's going to turn into a full-blown addiction. Because I don't do shit halfway. When I get into something, I'm like balls deep in and I fucking go. I'm going to... I can tell that it's going to be a bad addiction. But enough of what happened for today. I do want to start breaking down what I wanted to talk about today. And... uh. It was a subject that is it's close to my heart. It's uh, something that I dealt with a lot in public school and as a young little whippersnapper, young little kid. I did deal with it a lot, but and that is bullying, being picked on. And I know there's a lot of listeners out there that are, are remember or in either in them in those shoes now, if I have some you know younger listeners on some high school kids, some public school kids, if you're being bullied right now, going through a lot i I feel for you, I'm with you, I was there, I was there with you guys, and I'm there with you guys now. I know what it's like to be bullied and teased and fucking picked on. Whether it's for how you look, the music you listen to, your size, which all three of those fucking fitted for me when I was in public school. I didn't listen to the same fucking music that these people listen to. I definitely did not dress like the other people, all the guys walking around wearing their fucking Miami Vice shades. and their That's what that was big back then, was the fucking, you know, you gotta remember, this is Michael Jackson thriller days, Dire Straits, I Want My MTV Shit. And the big show on TV was fucking Miami Vice. And all these fucking idiots walking around my school in class dressed up like fucking Don Johnson. Wearing the full fucking white suits, the pink fucking shirts, the shades, the fucking the loafers. That's what I dealt with. And I'm walking around in skin-tight jeans and a fucking Iron Maiden shirt. Don't tell me. I got picked on. I was there. I'm there with you. I know what it's like. And... The thing that, as I did more research on it, I I did a lot of research on it, and what brought this whole me wanting to do this subject, even though I had a lot of people tell me, you know, nobody's going to care. I think there is people out there, when they hear this, they are going to care. They're going to realize that they're not alone and that this has been going on. And what's scary is, back in my day, yeah, you got picked on at school. For those 6 or 7 hours, 8 hours that you were at school. During recess and lunch and shit. Yeah, you got fucking teased. You got picked on. You got into stupid little fights. You know, these little fucking skirmishes that never amounted to anything. But, you always knew that you could go home to your sanctuary. Which I hope you know for anyone out there. At least they have that. I mean, if I didn't, I had a great family. I had a great mother, a great father and a great brother, very supportive and you know, so going home was my sanctuary. I I, w- I felt safe there. I knew I wasn't going to get teased and you know, other than, you know, you might have some asshole that might crank call you or something like that. You still had your sanctuary where nobody could reach you at home. You know, when you got off school or before you went to school, you were in your element. You had your bedroom. Which is what I lived in when I was younger. That was my that was basically my apartment I called it. I had it Done up just like I wanted it. Heavy metal posters everywhere. I mean you guys know. If you guys were into heavy metal, you know you had fucking magazine and poster magazine pictures and posters hanging all over your wall. I didn't even see the paint. It was just fucking wallpapered with pictures of all my favorite bands and that. That was my sanctuary. How I feel for the kids now is with this social media, there's no, you can't hide anymore. You have no sanctuary. And what started me on this, wanting to talk about this, was I talking to a friend, we were going uh, for a drive to pick up some things, and he has a younger daughter, and we got talking about how she was tormented in public school. Like, she's not in public school now. She's actually in high school doing a lot better, which is basically the same story as me. As soon as I got out of that poison fucking environment of that Catholic school and that public school and got into high school, it was like a breath of fresh air. I was around people that were like me. I wasn't the only one that was like the way I was. So she did a lot better, same as I did when she got into high school. But we were talking about all the tormenting that she got in public school. And from what I found out, women are, you know, women bullies from what I've heard from a few people are way more fucking vicious than men. Like men, you know, they might call you an asshole, uh, you know, a cocksucker, and then they want to punch you out, you know, so you have a little fight and then usually you become friends afterwards. But women I heard are vicious. Like they just You women are savages, man. When you guys are like, like, from what I've seen and people I've talked to. And this poor young girl got tormented from what I hear, from what her father was telling me. And to the point where it was like me, she didn't even want to go to school anymore. And that's how I was. I got nauseated thinking about going to school every morning. And I was so happy to leave when the last bell went and we could go home that was like it was amazing feeling just to get the fuck out of there and i remember so many times i just begging my parents not don't let me go to school like i you know i would fake sick i would walk around fucking limping you know my mom would be like what's the matter i think i broke my leg you know and fucking meanwhile if that did work a couple times it did work my mom's like well you better stay home You know, and then as soon as the school bus drove by, I'd be fucking running around the neighborhood, my mom, you know, caught on to that shit pretty quick. Like, what the fuck, man? You said you fucking think you hurt your leg, and now you're running around playing fucking outside. Like, you fuck? But I kept telling my parents back then how much I was being bullied and tormented, and they don't fucking listen. They didn't listen. And now my mom says, I wish I would have listened. But, you know, back then it was a different time, I'm trying to tell people. Like, you know, you you, your parents sent you to school, it didn't fucking matter about, it didn't matter about the weather, you know, now if it's fucking a little too cold out, they cancel the school, if it, you know, stuff like that, and there was nothing like that when I was going to school, I mean, it'd have to be fucking a blizzard out there, freezing rain, and 12 feet of snow for the fucking bus not to go through. It was totally different than it is now. They stuck you out at recess. It could be pouring fucking rain. There could be a hailstorm. It could fucking be a two hundred degrees out in the summer, and they didn't give a shit. You fucking went out there. You went outside and it was just a different time and Now, when I think about with the social media, I can't even imagine what people go through from the research I'd done, and I watched a few documentaries on this and yeah. Uh, It shouldn't have shocked me, but it did. It shouldn't have, because I fucking know how people are, but actual people that, like, making Facebook pages just to torment uh, somebody they want to tease and make fun of and bully, like, actually dedicating a fucking Facebook page, or even worse, a website, to fucking just say nasty things about a person, and, and put up nasty pictures about them, and memes, and all kinds of shit, and I just think to myself, like, how fucking lonely and how bad do you have to feel about yourself to bully somebody to the point where the fuck that you are making a Facebook page and websites and doing YouTube videos on them just to fucking torment them? I couldn't even imagine the stress of that when I was going through that in my public school days. That would have broke me, I think. I think that would have broke me, to be honest. If I'm being fucking honest with you people, like I said I would be, if I look back how fragile I was back in my public school days, and I think about if somebody was creating a Facebook page or a YouTube channel or a website just dedicated to tormenting and making fun of me, I think it it would have fucking broke me. I think that would have been enough to break me. Cause I wouldn't have. I would have been that type that would have had to check to see what people were thinking and wondering why they were saying that, and I think it would have broke me. And if I'm being honest, and that's what I said, I always would be with you people, is I'm being honest, and uh, I know that it has an effect on you, your the rest of your life when you're when you're the victim of being bullied. Uh, And being tormented by people. But I also found out something in my life. And this happened many years ago. Probably about 15 years ago. I found out that the people that are doing the bullying, it also affects them. Or some of them, I should say. Because in in my case, I had a person that really was hard on me and picked on me a lot. You know, like, would just follow me around the school. And I'm going to kick your ass. And I'm going to fuck you up. And... Just spent his whole fucking, you know, day just wanting to make me miserable and upset. And I hated this motherfucker. Like, I hated him. And I hated him even after I got out of public school, went to high school. I always thought about that motherfucker. How much I hated him and how much he hurt me. And and the nights of sleep that I lost thinking about this guy and was scared to be even seen by him and you know, a lot of fucking torment back then, but as I was saying, I found out that it affects the bully, the person doing the bullying, to some degree, at least it did for this guy, because it was many years later, after public school, many years later, probably 10 years later, I ran into this same guy at the local bar, one of the local bars, and I knew who this fucker was as soon as I fucking saw him. I was like, and if you hear a cat in the background, that's uh, the old Crip Kitty. That's Bella trying to give me her input now because God forbid I'm not paying attention to her. So she comes in here and howls at me, of course. If I'm not on the, doing a podcast, she doesn't say anything. But this cat, as soon as I get on the microphone, she wants her piece. But anyways, so I ran into this fucking guy at the bar. And I thought, oh my God, like, how is this going to go? I'm half fucking smashed. He's half smashed. But a funny thing happened that night. He came over to me. And right away away I was on edge. I was like, oh God, here we go. And he came over. And he stuck his hand out. And the first thing he did was say, do you remember me? And I was like, you're fucking right I remember you. You fucking tormented me. I didn't fucking hold back. I was like, you fucking made my life hell. I hope you know that. And he's like, I know, man. And it's bothered me. For years, I've always thought about you. And I was fucking blown away when he said that. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what the fuck? That's not what I want. I did not was expecting to hear that. And he's like, yeah, I've thought about you a lot over the years. And I've always wanted to apologize to you. And he came, and like I said, over it, shook my hand. And he said, Rick, I'm really sorry that I fucking tormented you. And I bullied you that much when we were younger. And it's really bothered me. And I hope you accept my apology and he bought me a drink, and we ended up sitting down and talking, and he was actually a really cool guy when we sat down, like, as we got older, I guess it was because we were older, but I was totally shocked that he thought about me all these years, and he always said he was, going he was hoping he would run into me so he could apologize to me, and it was amazing, it, it lifted, I didn't realize the weight that that carried on me, from just that one guy doing that to me when I was younger. And when he apologized to me. It was like a weight. Came off of me. A little weight. Not all of it. You know. I There was a lot of people that I got tormented by. In my younger years in public school and that. Mostly in public school is what I'm saying. That's where 99.9% of the bullying went on for me. Where people were picking on me. And uh, That. Piece of weight that was on my shoulders. And I didn't even realize back then. When he apologized. Came off. It lifted. And I realized at that moment. That. Just a simple person apologizing to someone. And meaning it. Meaning it. You could tell he meant it. That this was a moment that he's thought about. And he was hoping that he would come across me one day and he, you could tell he meant it when he apologized. So I know that there is power in that. And that was the one thing that I told my friend about his daughter. Cause i funny thing where we live, the girl that my friend's daughter that got bullied and the person that was doing the bullying actually lives in the same, uh, basically city. And I talked to the person that was bullying my friend's daughter at one time when I ran into them downtown. And I said, you know, listen, you know, she said, you know, we got talking about uh, a lot of different things. And she said she always felt bad that she got caught up in teasing my friend's daughter and stuff. And I said, why don't you just go and apologize next time you see her? Just pull her aside and apologize and mean it if you mean it, if you fucking mean it. Say it to her. And I found out that months later, that did happen. My friend said that this girl did run into his daughter. She apologized to her. And who knows? I don't know how it made my friend's daughter feel. he He never said how she reacted. Or I had never talked to her to see how she reacted. But who knows what that one apology could have done. I know what it did for me when that guy apologized to me at that bar, I know what it, how it made me feel. And I know the weight that it lifted. So who knows, with this girl coming up to my friend's daughter and apologizing, how much good that did. It could it maybe didn't fucking do anything for her. Maybe my friend's daughter didn't do anything. Maybe she still thought, fuck you, you know, you tormented me, fuck you. But who knows, maybe it did a lot. Maybe it lifted that weight off her. And... That's amazing if it did to me that to me, that's amazing if that did happen and who knows, maybe a simple think of all the people that get tormented in their life and that, and maybe just a simple apology could make a drastic difference in their life. You know, just a couple of words. I'm sorry for doing whatever it was that you did or whatever. And the funny thing is, is that I know that words are powerful, and you, you you hear when you're a kid, your parents always say that shit, you know, sticks and stones won't break my bones, and but names will never hurt me, and whatever the fuck that saying is. And that is so wrong. You know, I would have much, in grade eight, I would have much rather took a fucking stick to the head or a fucking rock or something like that if the bullying and the tormenting from these people would have ended. Words fucking scar and hurt way more than fucking physical damage. Physical damage you heal from pretty quickly. The uh word damage, emotional damage, that shit can last your whole fucking life. And I know it has significant significance meaning to some people because I had a friend in high school that a lot of people picked on. I didn't know him before high school, but I'm assuming he was probably like me, because he was kind of like me, like an outcast. And definitely, he must have been in public school too, I'm assuming. And was probably bullied a lot. But he was also bullied a lot, even in high school. Not probably as much. But he took a lot of abuse from people. Not really mean abuse, but just poking and prodding and teasing them from time to time. And my that friend of mine actually ended up committing suicide. I didn't hang out with him at the time. But I found out from friends that he ended up hanging himself. And... Because he was depressed and I sat and wondered how much of that was from the all these supposed words, you know, names will never hurt me. How much of those words led to that? I mean, I don't know, maybe something was going on at home, maybe he had a, a mental illness that wasn't diagnosed because back in, in my younger days they didn't fucking diagnose, there wasn't doctors diagnosing that shit if you went to a doctor and said that you were feeling depressed and and suicidal or anything, they threw you in a fucking nut ward, where you know they would do who the fuck knows what they would do to you there. I know a few people that actually did have to go and spend time in the psychiatric ward when I was younger, and they didn't do fucking anything. They basically just talked to you, and it wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't like it is now. They didn't have all these diagnoses and different medications like they do now. But how many of these words I always wondered that supposedly don't hurt caused him to do what he did. And he was a great fucking dude, man. He was a great dude. I think about him all the time. And I think what led to that situation where he thought that was his last resort. And I've been in a depressed state where, you know, I've had those thoughts, I think a lot of people have had those thoughts at least one point in their life, if you're being honest with yourself, a lot of people have sat back and thought, would it be better if I was gone, you know, and I just always wondered, like, what kind of state do you have to be in? It's one thing to think about suicide, think about, you know, or cutting yourself, uh, self-harming, which I have met a lot of younger people, because of uh, me tattooing and stuff, I see the fresh scars and the old scars on them and sometimes they'll tell me about their experiences and self harming is something and that's gonna be another show one day. But that's another thing that I see a lot of with the younger people this cutting themselves and self harming and I mean I've never at least I never got to that point. Like that wasn't a common thing. At least that at least it wasn't talked about or you didn't see a lot of it when I was in my teenage years. But I've seen three or four people in probably the last year no about a year and a half that that were self-harming or did in the past and you know they got help or on medication and they're not doing it anymore but so don't i don't want to hear anybody fucking tell me or send me a message and say you know words don't hurt or you know you you'll get over it just let it roll off your back that's another fucking thing that just drives me crazy you know, you know, don't listen to him. Just let it roll off your back. you got to have thick skin. No, fuck that. That shit sticks in your brain. When somebody's always making fun of you and putting you down and tormenting you, you know, you, you fucking, that shit sticks with you. If you're, and, you know, you eh, I feel for people that are bullied. I just, I feel, I know it because I lived it. And I know what you people go through the nauseated stomach and the not wanting to go to school because of these people that are, you know you're going to run into and i was fortunate because i only got it in public school i couldn't even imagine if i was in public school and then i went to high school and i got it just as bad if not worse like what does that do to a fragile mind what does that do to a young mind that's still developing it's it i know it has lasting effects it's still, I still think about the people that bullied me. There's fucking people out there that I want to just fucking kill them sometimes. like I just, I think about the shit they did to me and lucky I haven't ran into these people. All these people that i seen that seem to bully me, I, I can't even find them and I really don't have any desire to find them. If they reached out to me and they wanted to apologize, I'm open for that, but I'd be sure I'm sure as a fuck ain't going to track them down to start the dialogue. And Maybe it's a good thing I haven't talked to them. Maybe, you know, maybe, but who knows? And I always wondered like what makes somebody a bully? Like why why are some people bullies and some people, you know, they're not bullies? And I I think a lot of it has to do with what's going on at home. It's got to have something to do with it. It's got to have something to do with having shitty parents or something going on at home, who knows? That's the thing, you don't know. Like, maybe the kid goes home and he's and he's being picked on by his mother or his father. Because I definitely found out through my life, shit rolls downhill. Whether you're talking about the fucking job, the workplace, fucking school, or anything. So if you're going home and your parents are shitting on you or they're beating you or they're fucking uh, grounding you and throwing you in your room and locking in your room and shit, what are you going to do? You're going to fucking go around to your peers And the first weak person that you can dominate, you're going to do it. Because why? Because it's being done to you. And I know that's part that's got to be a problem. Is that, you know, a lot of it is, I think, if we're being honest, is just being shitty parents. A lot of shitty parents. I had a great childhood growing up. And I mean, I never fucking ever had the desire to go and bully people. I was always the laid back, you know, telling jokes having fun, you know, always wanted to be, do things for my friends, I always tried to help my friends, uh, and stuff like that, I had no desire to fucking go and bully people, or pick on people, or make fun of people, and i if, that's not entirely true, I think in, in grade 8, there was a couple of guys that were a little geekier than me I should say you know and I, I started to kind of pick on them I think near the end of grade eight and that's when I realized that I was only doing that and it didn't last long I mean I realized it very quickly and I got to know them and we became friends but I just remember that I kind of picked on them and teased them a lot heavier than I normally would anybody or any of my friends and I think I and I realized even back then at that young age in grade eight that I was doing it because I was getting picked on by the other people. The more popular kids in the class. So they were picking on me. And shit was rolling downhill. And I was picking on the guys that were a little less popular than I was. Which was pretty fucking low. Because I was pretty low on the totem pole. So I stopped that immediately. And I, and I said I'm not. I'm never going to do that again. I'm never going to torment somebody. And make them feel like less than a person. For any reason. And... Uh, I won't do it. I just won't do it. I've been there. I'm not going to do that to somebody. And I hope if there is anybody out there listening, please, you know, if you know anybody being bullied, reach out to them, you know, and try to be a rock for them and stuff and let them know that you know what they're going through and you're there to support them. And if you are somebody out there bullying people, please sit down one day by yourself When it's nice and quiet, you don't got your fucking phone in your hand, you don't got the internet on, and just ask yourself, why are you bullying people? Why are you going and bullying people? Because there's got to be a fucking reason. Unless you're just a fucking idiot, you know, and there's nothing going on wrong in your life, or you know, everything's fucking perfect, and you just want to hurt people. Like, you just want to hurt people because it's fun, and you, you get a laugh out of it, and a, you know, and to me, that makes you a pretty fucking small person, in my eyes, if that's what you do to have fun, is torment people and make fun of them, well, fuck you. If that's what you think is fun, then they're, they're, you're broken in more ways than one, that I can tell you. You know, it's one thing, if you're going home and you're taking shit from a, a sibling or a family member's. And you're having a rough going and you don't even realize it, but you're going out and doing it to people that are lesser, you know, that are weaker than you, that won't stand up for themselves. That's a whole different thing. But if you're just going out there and doing it for shits and giggles and to impress people, then that's, to me, that's just bullshit. And that makes you a lesser uh, man or woman. If that's what you have to do to make yourself feel good, then I, you're broken in more ways than one. That's all I have to say about that. And, you know, the truth hurts. You know, and people will be mad at me for saying that. Fuck you, you know, I, 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 that's not true, you know, uh, whatever. Then don't be honest with yourself, but we both know that there's something going on there. If that's what you got to do to feel good, is go and torment other people. And I just, ever since I went through it, I just, I've always felt, and, I, and I'm i saying that to people that are listening right now, if you are being bullied, I I feel, like I said earlier, I feel for you. I've been there. I've been there. And it's a horrible place to be. And I didn't even—I mean, like I said, I didn't even have the social media aspect of it. I didn't—we didn't have Facebook and and Instagram and uh, you know websites and stuff like that. Like I can't—I really feel for the younger generation now with that shit. Like to know that somebody would dedicate a whole fucking page just to torment you, you know, and these. F- You know, I just, I get so mad when I think about it. I just, it just, oh, these people that are online, you know, I just, oh my God. It just gets to me to the point where, you know, it just, I'm speechless on how that makes me feel. Especially for when you got people doing online that don't even know you and stuff because you got all these idiots that start chiming in and stuff they don't even fucking know you or they know you very little and that's what they do for fun you know they want to chime in on their fucking message boards and and shit like that and it just it drives me crazy And there's got to be some accountability just one sec <coughs> Oh, that stuff's rough. <coughs> this weed strain here I've got here is awesome. It's called Crown Royal. Oh. <coughs> and it is awesome. <coughs> Sorry about that. I had to fire one up there and get the old hamster wheel fucking going in the head, you know? But. That's what I want to say, though, to, to anyone. Let, you know, if you're a bully or... I just, like, I tell you, Raybone now, see, now I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about all the shit that I went through when I was younger, and I just, I just, it drives me. Oh, it, it basically fucking makes me want to go fucking nuclear. That's what it does. It makes me want to go Nuclear. that's how it makes me feel nuclear when I think about fucking bullies and shit and I'm saying that I want people out there let me tell you something if you are one of these fucking people out there bullying people you gotta stop that's all I can say because you're doing fucking damage to somebody and you don't even realize it you don't fucking realize that your words or hurting somebody, your actions, if you're picking on them and beating on them and shit like that. Doesn't matter if you're in fucking in public school, high school, or as adults. The shit's gotta stop at some point. You don't realize one simple sentence or word that you fucking say to somebody that's in a fragile state like that, how would you fucking feel? God forbid, what if you say something, even if you're just joking, in a, but they don't realize it, and you say something, and they fucking go, and God forbid, like, my friend, go and hang themselves, go fucking put a bullet in their head, go jump off a bridge, or go overdose on some drugs, how the fuck are you going to feel then? How are you going to feel? Because you're going to like, I know I would feel like a piece of shit. I would feel like a piece of shit if I said something and I was just teasing somebody to the point where they went and fucking ended their life. Are you fucking kidding me? And people gotta start fucking taking account for bullshit, man. Fucking parents gotta start taking account for kids that are doing this to other people. And stop just glossing it over, oh, they're just fucking kids, they're just kids, yeah, fuck, yeah, great, you know, great and great analysis there, Einstein. They're just fucking kids. You know, adults do that shit too, man. It doesn't just stop at kids. There's adults out there that just fucking live to torment people. These fucking keyboard commandos. I see them all the time online. Chiming into fucking conversations and making fun of people and calling them fucking obscene names and horrible things that they would never fucking say to anybody's face. Because they're too busy sitting in their fucking sister's basement or their parents' basement. Fucking jerking on the old fucking noodle gherkin and fucking uh thinking there's some kind of hero there fucking making fun of people that don't have the balls or would never have the balls to fucking go and say it to their face despite them saying oh yes i would oh fucking right i would man i'd say no you fucking wouldn't fuck you you would because real fucking people that are are not fucking uh cowards like that they would never talk shit like that on a keyboard to somebody and and do that they just wouldn't Real fucking men and women, they take care of their business face to face. Which I was saying in the last episode, fuck text messaging and that and phoning people. Go see them face to face. Have a conversation, but, you know, people gotta start fucking uh, letting these bullies off and people making these websites and Facebook pages and just, oh, they're just kids. Fuck that. And parents got to start cracking down on their kids that are being fucking uh, the bully and causing the problems. And they've also got to fucking go and uh, the parents that are getting, have kids that are being bullied have to go and really stick a firecracker up the fucking principal's ass at school or wherever it's going, wherever it's going on and get something done about it. 2019 and this is where civilization is at. This is where people are at. Still fucking bullying people and picking on people for their skin color, their fucking their race, their the way they look, the way they dress, the way they talk. Like, are you fucking kidding me? That's where we are. In 2019, that's where we are as people. And if anything, it's gotten worse since I was younger. With social media and that, it's gotten fucking worse. It hasn't gotten better. People haven't evolved and gotten better. They just got more divided and worse. And it's driving me fucking crazy. I just... I Like, do people not have anything better to do than sit there on their keyboard or whatever on their fucking texting and and harassing people and saying things that you would never say to their face? That's where we've come to as a society. That's... You know, not everybody. Don't get me wrong. I'm just worked up here because I get talking about bullying and bullies and I lived it so much in my younger days in my younger years, that it's close to the heart, as you can tell. And I just want to tell people, you know, if you're somebody that is bullying people, take a step back. Think about what you're saying to these people. Is it really worth it that you could be damaging them for the rest of their life? Is it really worth it to get that laugh or to make them upset like that? Is it really worth it in the long run? When you're older and... You're sitting, you know, around in, you know, and when you're a lot older and you think back to it, is that going to be something you're proud of? That you're going to want to tell your kids about, tell your friends about, your family, you know, like how much you bullied people when you were younger? It wouldn't make something it wouldn't be make me proud. I know I bullied like I said, I I did it for to a couple little kids, like a, a couple kids that were a little less popular than me and it didn't last very long. I'm talking it lasted like I put a stop to that shit because I, I caught myself and I realized why I was doing it. It was because I was being bullied. So I kind of feel for the bullies too, that people that are doing the bullying. It's kind of like a shit sandwich all the way around. You know, you got the person being bullied. I feel extremely bad for, but I also kind of feel bad for the bully in a way because there's got to be a reason that he's doing it. They just You just don't wake up one day and decide, hey, I'm going to be a fucking bully, you know. Well, maybe some assholes do. I don't know. I'm hoping that that's not the case. I think that's because there's something going on in their life, in their family life, or in their own mind that is causing them to do that. And I know it's still going on, worse than ever. I watched a lot of documentaries on it. I read a lot of articles, and it's... You know, now you got kids acting out in different ways. You know, these school shootings that are going on around the world, and... Stuff like that. You never heard of that shit at all when I was younger. You just didn't fucking hear that stuff. It didn't happen. And if it did, I never heard about it. Not like you hear about it now. There wasn't fucking people going into schools or movie theaters and fucking blowing people away. And, you know, a lot of people are blaming these new drugs that are out there. These SSRI drugs. Causing people, you know, it says right on the fucking warning package. That it can cause fucking suicide. That it can cause... Uh, mental breakdowns and make it even worse you know, psychotic breakdowns and they're fucking giving it to these fucking kids like they're fucking, you know, like they're candy it's almost, it's probably worse than, if not equal to it's probably worse than the fucking opiate ep- epidemic with the OxyContin that doctors were pumping out fucking to everybody that had a sore toe because the drug companies lied and fucking told the doctors that this Oxycon was not addictive. You know, my ass, wasn't addictive. Fucking ask me if it's addictive. I was on that shit for three years. I don't remember three years of my life at all. God fucking praise my wife. And you know, I always tell my wife like she's gotta love me. It's either the you know you totally love me or the biggest case of fucking stupidity I've ever seen. Cause she hung in with me. She hung in with me, man. I was a fucking mess on those pills, and I wasn't even on those SSRI drugs. I couldn't even imagine. If you would have mixed that with the opiate uh, I was on, oh my god. That would have been a fucking disaster. So I'm just want you know, if you're I just want people to think about that. Cause this shit is real. People are dying and people are going out and killing people over this stuff. Like, a mind can only take so much abuse, so much torture, so much being picked on before it goes out. Somebody, everybody's got their breaking point. Just, thank God I never reached mine. But as I said at the beginning of the show, we didn't have social media back when I was getting picked on like that. And when I was being bullied, I didn't. we didn't have all that stuff. So I had my sanctuary. I had a place to go. I had a home where I could go and listen to my music. And I was around loving family members and i had a loving house and i could go and sit in my room and i was left alone i didn't have to answer the phone and stuff then people couldn't create these nonsense nonsense social media sites and trash me or go on even if you know just to go on comments and uh, or, uh videos i did or something and just say nasty shit because it's a fun thing to do because it makes them feel big and important on You know, like I called them the keyboard commandos. I mean, I always always tried to find a better name for them, but that just seems to work. Armchair Warriors, I don't know, fuck whatever else you guys, you guys got probably a hundred names for them. I just, you know, I'm so fucking old, I don't know. But that shit just drives me crazy. I get so upset talking about it, and I knew it was going to be an upsetting topic today. And I had a few people say, maybe you shouldn't even do it. Like, if you're going to get that upset why even talk about it but i'm here to like i said i, I want people to come to my show i want them to come into my like i said you come into my cemetery you pull up a tombstone and leave all the bullshit at the door let's be honest cuz there's not a lot of honest things in the world anymore let's be real with each other and i want to be a free zone where people can feel free to talk and i'm like i say every episode please Leave me a comment here on the app. If you're listening to through, uh, listening to it through Anchor, there's an actual uh, section. You can leave me a voice comment. and uh, You can ask a question, leave a comment, and I will address it on the next episode. You can also get a hold of me through Instagram, at Crypt Rick. Just leave me a private message on there if you have a question or a comment. Or you can email me. Very simple. www.CryptRickTattoos.com at yahoo.com. That's www.cryptrick, which is spelled C R Y P T R I C K T A T T O O S, at yahoo.com. Fuck, leave me a comment what you think of the show. Leave me a message and we'll talk about it. If you want to be a guest on the show, if you've been bullied and you want to talk about it, we can do a show about it. Or talk to a few people. I'll get you on, we'll do an interview. Or if you were somebody that is a bully or and can find you justify being a bully and being an asshole, I want to hear from you too. Or you were a bully that stopped being a bully, I want to hear from you. What changed your mind? What made you stop? I want this interactive with you people. And I'm so grateful that I even had four people listen to a couple of my episodes. Four people in the grand scheme of podcasts is fucking nothing. I'm a nobody. And chances are not many people are even going to hear my podcast. But I'm hoping that the few people that do listen to it, they promote me, they tell their friends about it, they leave shares to it or likes or whatever. They leave, you know, put the word out. Help me put my word out and help me get some listeners. I want to build this up from the ground with your guys' help. I want this to be a great podcast where I improve every show. And I'm hoping that you guys see that I'm trying. And I I know it's rough. It's not, you know, the most professionally done podcast by far. But I can tell you one thing. It's a podcast where I'm speaking from my heart. And I'm talking about things that I think about and that are close to me. And that I think a lot of people are have went through or are going through. And they're important topics. And I want to interact with them. The people that do listen. Because I know there's people out there. So please. I just keep asking every episode. Please tell your friends about this podcast. Help me promote it. Help me get some more listeners. Leave me some feedback on the different social medias I told you. You can even get a hold of me just on Facebook. Just under Crypt Rick Tattoos. You can leave me a message. Private message on that page. So there's a lot of ways you can get a hold of me. There's no reason. There's no reason you cannot get a hold of me and leave a comment or leave me an idea for a show you wanted me to talk about and I'm more than willing to do that but that was that was basically what my thought for the uh today was I wanted to address the bullying situation and I know it's still going on hard if not worse than it's ever been and as i've always said i think social media's got a plays a big role in that I think it's more dangerous than, and and God knows what the effects of all of this are going to be on the younger people. And even some of the older people, the people are getting really, their feet are getting put to the coals, you know, through social media. I'm really curious, but also scared to see what they're going to find the effects of this on people's psyche and on their mental stability and that are going to be over the years. We've never had access to this much information we've never been able to reach out and touch people so fast all over the world if you have the internet you can interact with anybody and this is like a big experiment I think and it it's amazing thing at one time At, at one point it's an amazing thing I think having all this technology no other civilization up to this point has ever had access to this much information at their fingertips at any time they want it, but the, there's all I live my life with the yin and yang, yin and yang principle. There's there's if there's good, there's gonna be some bad. If there's some bad. There's always good. It's got to balance out. Shit's got right now. Like things in the world are not balanced, and this social media thing is not balanced. There's gonna be side effects to all of this. But that's enough for today. I think I I'm sorry. I got a little upset there. I want to thank everybody that did listen to my last uh, episodes. Like I said, I I had four or five views the last episode, and that's amazing to me. If I got to build this fucking podcast up one listener at a time, one or two listeners per show, I'm going to keep putting this out. It's for as much for me as it is for everyone else because it's letting me vent a little bit and tell people how I feel. So if I got to build this show one person at a time, I'm going to do it. I'm not going anywhere. I'm doing one or two shows a week, and hopefully some people get on board with me. And eventually I meet somebody that can help me make this a little more professional sounding, a little more technical, get my word out to more places. But for now, I'm happy with this. I'm happy I got a few new viewers. Or I always say viewers. God damn it. A few new listeners. But... With that said, I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in, listening to me, listening to my subjects, stopping in, giving my podcast a chance. I just want to thank yous all from the bottom of my heart. I want yous all to have a great day, a great evening. And just remember, people, please be kind to each other. Be kind to people. Because the world needs love, man. And the world needs it now more than ever. So please... Just for me, just think about the things you're saying to people and your actions towards them before you do them. And a little love man goes a long way. That's, and just please be kind to each other. And I will talk to you soon. Peace everyone. I love you all that are listening and have a great, great day. Take care.